the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia, and I am so excited that you are here. Through this podcast, I want to be able to encourage you, to hype you up, and to get you excited on God's truth. I can't wait to just have these precious moments with you. So, girlfriend, I don't think you're ready for this one, but let's get started. What is up, everyone? It is so great to be back with you guys today for another episode of the Jesus and Joe podcast. I'm really excited to jump into this topic with you guys today because I never in my life have ever heard anything like this before. And it's something that needs to be talked about more often. So super pumped that we're going to address all this today. We're going to crush some lies today and I'm going to back it all up with scripture. It's going to be something on fire but before we get into that let's go over some announcements go ahead follow me on all my socials i got tiktok i got instagram i got this podcast go ahead give it a follow so you never ever miss anything that the jesus and joe ministries are doing um on a completely unrelated note um if you wanted to know what i was doing currently right now i mean you guys only get sweet little snippets on instagram but i wanted to just give you a picture of what i'm doing at this moment in about eight hours everyone i will be flying from Orlando, Florida, all the way to Nashville, Tennessee, because my best friend is getting married, and so I'm hosting and throwing a bridal shower, so I've been trying to figure out, like, how to do that from here, and y'all, let's just give a shout out to Michelle, my mother. She has been killing it and helping me out, and I appreciate that. But yeah, I mean, wedding season is upon us, and your girl does need some dates. So, if you know any eligible bachelors from the age of 25 to 30, please. Applications are being accepted. Send them to info at georgiagust.com. I'm kidding, but not really. So go ahead and do that. If you feel inclined, if the Lord is telling you to do it, go ahead and do it. Um, I'm not picky. I do love them tall, dark, and handsome, but if they have a heart for Jesus and they're funny, I'm all about it. So go for it. But anyways, let's... (laughs) Um, but anyways, we keep it real, we keep it fresh, and we are going into our new segment. Here we go. We are talking about if only. Now, you might be thinking, Georgia, what in the world is an if only? Well, I am going to just have a shot in the dark. I'm pretty sure you thought of an if only, maybe even today. Um, I was actually this question and this phrase actually came up in one of my devotionals that I'm doing. And if you're not reading New Morning Mercies, I highly suggest it. It is such a good devotional for any age at any time because it's just real. It's so great. And it really does um, hit home with the subject of grace and why God's grace is something that is so needed and why we should not just hear that word and go, oh, that's really sweet. But like, Literally, it, it changes our life because God's grace is so good. So I highly suggest getting it. But something so amazing that the author of New Morning Mercies said was he said, we surround ourselves with if onlys and what ifs a lot. And I was like, hold up, what? Because I have, I have many, many times have asked that question, what if? And I realized I ask that question when I get worried. What if my plan doesn't work out? What if the guy doesn't like me? What if um, something bad happens when I'm away? What if something happens when I'm gone? What if, what if, what if? 
But then I realized, when do I ask if only? And it was so crystal clear. I asked this question when it comes to doubting. And so I was trying to think of a time in my life when I did ask that question repeatedly to God. And uh, I did. I, I asked this one. I feel like maybe you and I are on the same page when we come to this. And if not, that's okay. Um, but the question I always asked God at one point in my life was I said, if I only knew what was coming next, I'd be okay. Just hearing that out loud, I'm just like going back to that moment because I literally asked God every single day. I was like, God, I need you to show me. I need you to show me what's next. I need you to show me where to go. I need you. I need you to do this because I don't know if I'm going to be okay. So what was going on in my life is, I'll tell you, I was working a job that it was the first one out of college. And um, I mean, if you've been here a while, you know that when I graduated college, I had this whole plan. I had this whole plan to be a teacher. I was going to be teaching middle school science. But then all of a sudden, God kind of called me into ministry. And I was like, okay, like what job can I do with ministry? And so I applied for every ministry job possible. And this one this one that I was working at was the best option out there. And so I worked there and it had ministry, it had social media. I was like, heck yeah, I love this. I'm going to do it. After six months, it was okay. But then I started wondering, is this all that I'm ever going to be good at? Is there more than this? Like, are you sure like this is going to be okay? So I had those questioning thoughts going on in my brain going, Am I going to be here forever? Is there something bigger than this? All this. And I started doubting and I would go, if only I knew what was happening next, I'd be okay. If only I knew where I would be in the next six months, I'd be just fine. I wouldn't be questioning and doubting God's plan for me. But what was so cool, and I'll tell you at the end of this why it was so interesting asking God these questions and wondering if only I was like this. Or if only I knew, God wouldn't have not prepared my heart for what he was preparing me for. These little thoughts in our mind, they can put us in a tailspin. And they can make us wonder and question all that God has in store for us. And so I went to my friends and I asked them, I was like, hey, I'm going to be doing this new podcast episode. And so... I want to see what you have to say. Like, what is an if-only statement you have asked yourself or you know that people in your circle are wondering as well? And boy, did they deliver. And I'm hoping that one of these can kind of relate to maybe to what season of life that you're in or maybe to something that you can think, oh yeah, I know someone who's thinking that exact thought right now. If only I could make it to the next step in my career, I would be successful. If only I was older, then I could make that difference. If only I lost weight and looked a certain way, then he'd be interested. If only I hadn't made those decisions back then, I wouldn't be battling with shame now. If only they liked me, I would be confident. If only I was enough, then maybe he would have loved me. Ooh, that hurts. Okay. <laughs> if only I did nursing school four years ago, then I would be working now and making money. If only I knew what my life would look like in two years, I'd be okay. If only I was smaller. If only I was more successful. If only I could see what the next chapter of my life looked like, then I wouldn't have to be worried. If only I had more friends. If 
only if I had more followers or more popularity, then people would know me. If only I could move on. I don't know about you guys, but like, I'm feeling real convicted right now. I know that I have thought these thoughts so many times in my life. With each season, I'm pretty sure I have asked why. Like, if only I was like this. If only I was like that. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I feel like I have been like that. And the thing is, is that we surround ourselves with these thoughts every single day. And these thoughts, I I realize with each one of them, they're transactional. If I was only blah, 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 then I would be blah, blah, blah. It's something where... If I would, if I had this and there would be effect that would come to it, and this is the exact effect that I want, and this is what I think is best for me. We think that if we knew, it, we think that if we were, then we would be full of peace and so full of assurance that we know what's best for us. As humans, we have this sense of urgency to know and to be and to plan. And the thing is, is like, we're not alone. We're not. Because I was thinking of, you know, my favorite people in the Bible, you know, like I, like there's this chapter in Hebrews 11 that talks about all these amazing men and women of faith and just how they had so much faith in God and how they were just so reliant on him that they were able to see what their faith and what God planned for them, they were able to see why they should have faith in God. But the thing was, is that they weren't perfect. None of them were. They were just like you and me. They constantly had different thoughts. And maybe not every single one was written down in scripture, but we can definitely infer that they were just like us. So of course they're going to have these thoughts. And so I was kind of thinking of like my favorite Bible stories that I've heard from Sunday school, from life, from just reading throughout the Bible. And I kind of came up with four different scenarios. One of them was Joseph, you know, Jesus's dad, you know, him. This part, y'all, this part is not mentioned often in the Christmas story. It is not But Joseph was thinking of a way of getting out of this marriage. Getting pregnant before marriage was not something that was popular and not something that people were happy about. They more frowned upon it. And so Joseph was thinking of how to get out of this marriage and secretly divorcing her. But of course, God is just so stinking cool and was able to know his thoughts and was able to send an angel into his dream and say no man like you're good like just keep on following me i'll take care of it but i can't help but think that joseph thought if mary wasn't pregnant pregnant i wouldn't be in this situation you also have noah you know the one that built the ark and uh newsflash it didn't it never rained it never rained until noah built that ark or whenever it never rained until god sent the flood no one knew what rain was no one knew that rain fell from the sky like none of that and so he built this ark but for months people were making fun of him people were judging him they're like why are you building a boat when like there's no water nearby can't help but think noah thinking if only it rained then people wouldn't be judging and making fun of me. 
then you have David. David is the man after God's own heart, the one who writes Psalms, the one who becomes a king. I mean, like, and he was a good looking guy, y'all. Like, I swear, if we were back in Bible times, all of us would be fangirling over David. We'd be like, heck yes, David. But anyways, David was small. Like, he was a short king. He was. I was thinking back to the story of David and Goliath, where Goliath is a nine-foot giant, and David is just this wee little guy. And so when David steps up to the plate and is like, I can take this giant down, people were like, uh, you're literally, like, super tiny. You only have a slingshot and a rock. Like, there's no way you can take down this giant. And so I was thinking maybe David would have thought, maybe this thought, thinking if only I was taller, then people would take me more seriously and think I'd be powerful. And then you also have Joseph. And Joseph was really cool, and I would definitely suggest reading his story. But he also had a moment in his life where he was kind of his dad's favorite. And he had a lot of brothers, a lot of them. But they didn't respect him. They didn't like him because their dad all liked Joseph. Like, their dad only liked Joseph. They all knew that he was the favorite. He got a cool coat and everything. So they were like, absolutely not. Like, we don't like Joseph. And I was thinking, Joseph probably thought, if I had my brother's respect, then I'd be more likable. We see each of these stories play out in the Bible. We see that Joseph stayed with Mary. That little doubt that he had, that little thought of, if only this, it didn't even matter because the Savior was born healthy. Mary and him remained married. With Noah, it eventually rained. That little doubt that he had, if only it rained. Y'all, it did rain. And the people that were making fun of him, uh, they aren't here. So, anyways, Noah was completely taken care of. David, him thinking, if only I was taller, if only I looked a little bit better, people would take me seriously. He's a king now. He was taking care of those people. And then Joseph, the one who had got the cool coat from his dad, y'all, he became someone who was powerful in government. Like, his brothers and him were able to come together again and ask for forgiveness. I mean, we see that these little doubts never, ever hindered the plan that God had for them. It never hindered the, but God is so good that he doesn't want you to stay in these doubts. He doesn't want you to keep on thinking them. That's why he reminds you daily, reminds you every single moment why we should be relying on him, why we don't have to worry about the plan, why we don't have to worry about our stature, why we don't have to worry about anything. Why do we doubt when we know who the author is? Why do I doubt my worth when I know that he has proved it to me on a cross and reminds me daily who I am through his eyes? That I am fearfully and wonderfully made, that I am a treasure, that I am inscribed on the palm of his hand. I am known to him. Why do we have little faith in what God's planned for us in the future when we've already seen every single footstep and moment in our past and what's brought us here today? Why do we second-guess our future and all of our success when we know that nothing is impossible for God? Why do we want to gain the approval of so many when we've already been approved by the one 
opinion that matters. And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why we have these doubts and it's so easy that it literally, I wish it was just right in front of us, but y'all, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's the devil. It's society, it's comparison, it's we try to second guess our lives and who we are based off of what we see around us. He wants you to second guess the trust that you have in God and second guess why you're even putting your trust in him. He wants to destroy everything and everything your relationship with the Christ is based off. Based on just putting these little if only thoughts in your mind. We all know the story about Peter walking out onto the water. And what's so cool is that it's very much like it can be very, very similar to what we're going through right now. If you don't know this story, I'll give you the quick little snippet version of it. Basically, there's a big old storm, like massive, crazy. People are holding on the boat to dear life because they think it's about to be toppled over. Like it is just a bad old storm. All of a sudden, they see this man walking on water, and they all think it's a ghost, so they're all spooked out, and they're like, oh my gosh! But it's Jesus. And Jesus straight up says, he goes, have courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Before any of them could scream aloud, what is that? I'm terrified, I'm scared. We're going to die. We're going to have, like, before any of these crazy thoughts started flying through their minds when they immediately see this ghost, when these men saw Jesus walking on water, they all cried out in fear. But God was able to immediately, and it says that in scripture, immediately Jesus spoke out to them, have courage. It is I don't be afraid. That's it. These men were thinking, if only I wasn't on this boat, then I wouldn't be freaking out. Well, guess what? Jesus came right then and there and stopped the doubt. But then you got this hotshot named Peter, and he's like, hey, if you're the son of God, then tell me to get on this water. And Jesus says, come. He says straight up, come on, get in the water. It's me. And I think that it could be so relatable. Because whenever Peter got on this water, it was like him kind of stepping out in faith, but he also had some doubts in him. He was walking with full assurance going, I know exactly who God is. I trust him with my life. I know that this is the son of God. But then all of a sudden he starts drowning. I can only think that he took his eyes off Jesus and he looked around and he saw what was going on around him. He was comparing his situation to what he was in now compared to his friends who were safely in the boat. Doesn't that sound a little similar? It's like us. We have full faith that God is going to come through, that he's listening, that we are, have no doubts because he is the son of God. We know it. He's right by our side. And then sometimes we start looking around. We will go on TikTok and social media thinking if I was known, I'd be happy. We look around to see our friends and all good old in getting promoted, getting engaged, having kids. And we think if I was like them, I'd be happy. We think that if we had to know what was going on the next two years, then we would be completely full of assurance that we knew exactly what God was doing. So we wouldn't have to wonder and pray about this. 
But as soon as Peter started drowning into the doubts, God lifted him up. God caught him before he completely drowned. And he said, why do you have little faith? Then he carried him into the boat and all the people were like, that is the son of God. That's him. I know that this is a different podcast episode, but it's something that we have got to tackle every single day. Because these little thoughts can make us go into a tailspin. And maybe we dig a hole that is too big for us to completely come back out of. But I want to let you know that there is this verse that I want you to repeat to yourselves daily every time that it happens. It's Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. We get the first part. We understand it and we love it and we want to keep it. It says, trust the Lord with all your heart. Got it. Nailed it. We're good. But there's a little bit more to it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I think God put that verse, or he put those words in that verse on purpose. Because he knew that we'd be trying to figure it out all the time. But guys, sometimes when we don't know and we just step out in faith, We don't look at the world around us. We don't look at what's coming, but we're so fixated on the eyes of Christ and we know exactly where we are headed because we know who's on the other side and who's going to be holding our hand the entire way. Something miraculous, something awe-inspiring comes out of it. I've said it once and I say it again. It is probably the coolest thing ever to live your life by faith. I'm not going to base my thoughts on thinking of what this life could be better, this life could be so much simpler if I was this or if I wanted to be or if I could be off of God's love for me. All of based off what God's capability is and what God can do, but living your life by faith and not focusing so much on these if-only thoughts Your life can look completely different. Your mindset could be completely different. Your relationship with Christ could be completely different. Instead of focusing on what's missing, or maybe he made a mistake somewhere, you can look at God's love with full assurance and knowing who the character of God is. I know, I know the devil is trying so, so hard to put these little thoughts and doubts in your mind, but I'm telling you, you have the power of Christ living inside of you, and you can crush those instantly. He never wants you to stay in this doubt, if only, state of mind. Instead of thinking, if only, think of God only. God only can do this. God only can do that. God is the only one who can assure me of my identity. God is the only one who can heal me. God is the only one who can plan a life for me that I know is full of assurance and hope. God is the only one who can make me whole. God is the only one who can redeem me so I can move on and forgive myself for the things I've made in the past. This battle can be over if we get out of this if-only mindset. And guys, it's possible. It is when you have him. So lean into him. Know that his voice is not far, but it is right next to you. Lean into him. Ask him. 
Don't let this if-only mindset be where you stay. Ask him to get you out of it. Lean in and learn the character of Christ because it will completely destroy and shatter any thought that you have or doubt that you have. So guys, that is the If Only podcast episode. I really hope that it did help you. Um, But before we head out for the day, we here on the Jason Joe podcast, we pray. We pray because I want to let you know that someone is praying for you. So here we go. Heavenly Father, with my hands raised, I am just asking complete protection over my friend's mind. God, I know that the devil is trying so hard to make her doubt you and to put these little questions and doubts in her mind to make her second guess her relationship with you and to relation to second guess the love that you have for her. But God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you crush those. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, these if only statements and doubts would be completely diminished and we don't have to worry about them. Lord, I know this battle is not one that we're going to fight once, but it's something we're going to fight often. But God, I pray for your strength and your protection over her. Lord, we love you. And God, I just pray that we are able to lean into you and to have full of faith and assurance that with you we can fight this. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I love you guys. You have a 